Hello and welcome all into the MO podcast. As always, you're here with me, Contumacious Ant. And me, Atreya. And today, on the seventh day of the Nightmares Before Christmas, my true love gave to me a wartime crime of witchery. Ah. Uh, there were witches in the war? Yes. Now, this, I came, where did I find this? I can't remember where I found it. Might have found you it. found it on the same website as that weird castle with the King Arthur legend and, you know, that guy. Who was that guy again? The one who Himmler. wanted to be King Arthur. Himmler. Himmler. That's the one. No, this was in uh, that book, Phantasmagoricals book, I think. Phantasmagoria? Yeah, that's the one. There you go. Okay, uh, Cool. So you may have actually read this, but I actually, it, it is literally only a paragraph in there. And I was like, really, that happened? Well, let's have a look. And uh, as you will see, it only deserved a paragraph. So I've padded this as much as I possibly can. Uh, <laughs> so in the early 20th century, spiritualism and parapsychology was taking a strong grip on the middle classes and the upper echelons of society. Proponents of this new fad included Arthur Conan Doyle of Sherlock Holmes mm. phase, Victoria Woodhull, who was the first woman to run for the United States presidency, even though it was 50 years before women actually got the vote. And, <laughs> yeah. She did a bit of a Kanye there, didn't she? Yeah. I'm going to give it a go, even though there's no fucking chance. Yeah. And Harry Price, who... Mm straddled the fence of believer and skeptic with a tight roper's skill to be quite honest with you yeah he did but he was also a fucking massive fraud yeah uh, and i always get him confused with vincent price which is a fucking travesty really i, I was have... like oh that guy you know that faked the bawley rectory thing vincent price no it's not vincent price vincent price is the god horror movie guy vincent price yeah harry yeah. price is the phony yeah uh, but we'll talk about Harry Price later. Uh, <laughs> it was into this brave new world that Helen Duncan stepped into in 1926. Now, Duncan was born in Perthshire in Scotland in 1897, and it was while at school that she got the vision. She would unnerve school children and teachers alike with her unsettling prophecies and her hysterical behaviour. Now, for me, that's just a fucking kid. But yeah, teenager. Apparently, something else was read into it. And by 1926, Duncan had elevated her status from mere clairvoyancy to performing psychic readings and a medium for hire. The ass of her job professionalism fell out in 1928 when she was well on her way to being exposed as a fraud at one yeah, of us psychics in the 20s yeah yeah anyone can yeah. eat a piece of cheesecloth and spit it out that's very interesting so it was one of the best known tricks in the book some may say foreshadowing there uh at one of her seances, Harry Metcalf, Harvey Metcalf, took a series of flash photography pictures, and the results are oh, just, they're not even laughable, they're that bad. 
Uh, spirits that allegedly, that Duncan claimed to allegedly manifested into the room from the other side can clearly be seen to having paper mache faces. And you can even see coat hangers within these photos that their ethereal skin is being held up on, which you can clearly see a cloth. Uh, it got worse for Duncan in 1931 when the LSA, the London Spiritual Alliance, so a lot of people with <laughs> they existed more time than sense on their hands, started an investigation <sighs> into her antics. Now, Duncan did a bit in her act where she claimed to throw up ectoplasm. The ectoplasm was found to be cheesecloth, uh, which Duncan had ingested before her performances and would regurgitate it when she needed to wow the crowd. I have a question, right? So I know that this was a, a trick that lots of mediums like used. Like, people thought that something spewing out of a person's mouth that looked quite distinctly like a pair of old curtains or like a nightdress or something is coming out of somebody's mouth that somebody is going, oh, that's the ghost of my dead uncle. No, it isn't. It looks like a pair of regurgitated curtains. I'm sorry, but it doesn't look anything like a ghost. And secondly, right, what even is cheesecloth? Is it cloth that was wrapped around cheese? Is it cloth that's made out of cheese? Is it like... Like a cheesecake, is, is it? it's only marginally cheese? Is it one of those kind of cheesecloths? So it's the really thin and it's got... Uh, it's really thin cloth, let's say, but it's like crisscrossed, so it's like... I don't want to say crocheted, but it's... You you can you can kind of see through it, but it, it's really it's really quite thin. But to be fair, why I do they call it cheesecloth? I fucking don't know. I didn't do that much research. That's why I was asking. Told you, paragraph. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> every fucking episode, I resort to Google. <laughs> <laughs> Half fast here. Yeah, why well, change a good thing now? Uh, I need to know. What is cheesecloth? Uh, cook's choice, cheesecloth. It's a loosely woven gauze-like cotton fabric used in the kitchen That's for weird. a variety of straining tasks. Gauze, right, yes. Okay. Yeah, gauze. Is there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, basically, before one of the performance, the LSA had her swallow a methylene blue tablet, which is a blue salt that was used in medicine at the time, and it handily doubled as a blue dye. So if she swallowed it, anything that she regurgitated would be blue. Kel surprise, no ectoplasm was seen at this seance. Now, the aforementioned Harry Price came on the scene and he started his own investigation into Duncan and found that as well as being just cheese, as well as being cheesecloth, the ectoplasm was made up of egg whites and toilet rolls. And like you say, I've got no fucking idea how people were fooled by this. But the past is... Oh my god, of course. Sorry, tangent. Yes, when you're making cheese, you put the cheese on and then the juices drain out in the clutch. Okay, no, it's okay, carry on. I've just realised where the... We found out what cheesecloth is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh... Mm, mm-hmm, mm. So, during his investigation, 
Harry Price paid Duncan fifty pounds to perform several seances, but by the fourth one, and probably due to the stress of that she knew she was a wrongan and was being caught out, Duncan completely lost her shit when Price asked her to be X-rayed before one of the performances to see if she has ingested anything. Now, these this is Harry Price's words. At the conclusion of the fourth seance, we led the medium to a settee and called for the apparatus. At the sight of it, the lady promptly went into a trance. She recovered, but refused to be x-rayed. Her husband went up to her and told her that it was painless. She jumped up and gave him a smashing blow on the face, which sent him reeling. <laughs> then, You idiot! <laughs> then she went for Dr. William Brown, who was present. He dodged the blow... Mrs. Duncan, without the slightest warning, dashed out into the street, had an attack of hysteria and began to tear her seance garment to pieces. She clutched the railings and screamed and screamed. Her husband tried to pacify her. It was useless. I leave the reader to visualise the scene. A 17 stone woman, clad in black satin tights, locked to the railings, screaming at the top of her voice. (laughs) So... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't laugh. That might be me one day. In fairness, well, not in fairness, but Harry Price does kind of dig at her because of her weight. Uh, she was on the, the larger side of ladies. And Did he say, on, like, you can swallow a whole bunch of cheesecloth? Well, well, yeah. But further on in that quote, he does call her some names uh, in in that and it's not very professional but this is the 20s so there you go uh, what did he say he, he said he said he said something along the lines of can you can you imagine grown men having to deal with this fat fraud from Scotland I mean he was kind of right if you think about it right it's not nice to call people fat it's not but think of how much fucking money she has ripped off grieving families <laughs> like but yeah this is it and this is this is kind of what we'll get into uh, uh, now because this is what mediums do and she was she was yeah. very unrepentant about what she did uh so We'll skip forward to wartime now, and on the 24th of November 1941, the HMS Barnum was sank by a German U-boat. Now, this resulted in the deaths of 862 soldiers. To keep up Allied morale, and mainly due to the fact that the German U-boat didn't have confirmation that they'd sunk the Barnum, the Admiralty kept this a secret. They didn't tell, they didn't post it anywhere, didn't put put it in the papers. In fact, it even took the war office. Some of the family members were contacted weeks after this tragedy to be informed that they have lost their loved ones. And even when they did, they told them, they swore them to secrecy. Now, a week after the sinking, Duncan would perform a seance where she claimed that she could see a sailor wearing a hat with the name the HMS Barnum on it and she claimed that he was saying he had lost his ship, he had nowhere to go. Now, the public what the sinking wasn't made public until January in 1942, but the Navy had already been alerted to Duncan's shenanigans and they were watching her carefully. Officers attended her public seances 
and to say that they were not impressed is a bit of an understatement with one officer so disgusted at the sham he reported it to the police <laughs> so the reason the reason for this was because Duncan had one of the paper mache fucking coat hanging things appear and claim it was this officer's auntie the the officer was so surprised because he knew his auntie was fine and well she hadn't died he'd spoke to her recently and she was doing well so that's a really weird relative to choose because like you could be like this is your great 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 grandma and you're pretty sure you're like 89% sure that that person's going to be dead but somebody's auntie yeah it's just just so random uh the police did investigate and in the following weeks they went undercover into one of her séances and when they found when they saw a white shrouded manifestation come on stage they promptly arrested Duncan who was the white shrouded manifestation <laughs> I love it. So bang to rights is like just just that is the that is a Dictionary def- definition of bang to right. This is fraud. Why no, it's are you not. Arresting uh, me. I, I, I. This is a costume change. I will have you know, the black just was terrible in the light. So she was initially arrested under the Vagrancy Act of 1824, but this was a minor offence, and she would only probably receive a fine. The authorities wanted to make. Maybe they wanted to make uh, they wanted to make a case out of this, but from what they kind of was said, they wanted to stop her preying on people and exposing, especially in wartime, how many people are going to mm. fucking die? Do you know what I mean? So she could go around yeah. saying, "Oh yeah, I've seen your brother. He's over there," kind of thing. So it's a proper well catching business, then, isn't it? Yeah. So they started to look for a more serious charge. Now, amazingly enough. They found this under the Witchcraft Act of 1735. Now, this That's covered <laughs> fraudulent spiritual activity. Now, one of the reasons, like I say, that they proposed this method was because they actually thought at some point that Duncan may have access to classified material because obviously this sinking wasn't made public and she had found out about it. But there were several leaks along the chain that this went out into the public. I mean, eight hundred. If you're saying eight hundred and thirty-two people of uh, eight hundred sixty-two people have died on this, maybe if they're contacting them, if they only tell another eight hundred, that's sixteen hundred people. Like, yeah, it, and it's wartime. It's a small yeah. thing. Oh, where's Billy? You can't, oh, like, he died. If you rang like a. a one of the sailor's dads or something. There's no way you can expect the dad to not tell the mum and then the mum to not tell the sister or the sons or daughters. Like, te- like you could have... There could be, like, 8,000 people that knew about it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, I mean, especially someone that is, is blatant, a blatant, fraudulent medium, they would be yeah. asking these questions in and around these areas. And this... She was arrested in Portsmouth, so that was a major port for wartime, naval base yeah. and, and such like that. So give them a fiver here and there. Do you know what I mean? Just go into the local pub when they're all absolutely shit-faced. Exactly. Sailors coming back from war, 
do you know what I mean? They've not had a drink in ages. They have one drink to tell you their life story kind of thing. Uh, yeah. And nobody keeps a secret when they're drunk. Or is that just me? Interesting to know. Uh, <laughs> so, Duncan was actually jailed for nine months after the jury found her guilty. Now, this actually caused some consternation with Winston Churchill writing a memo to the Home Secretary complaining about the misuse of court resources on the obsolete tomfoolery of the charge. Uh, <laughs> was, Churchill could come out with that statement. Yeah. She was the last person to uh, to be to be to be brought up on this charge, as the Witchcraft Act was then later got rid of in 1956, and no one else was charged with it. I don't even think anyone was charged for it after 1805, to be quite frank with you. But uh, the War Office wanted to make a case of her. Now, on a release in 1945. Duncan promised to stop conducting seances, but this can turn out, turned out to be another fraudulent thing on her part because she was arrested doing another one in 1956. <laughs> uh, now, Helen Duncan died later in the year due to poor health and heart troubles. Now, there were rumours, like your lot, tinfoil art people, have said that when she was arrested, she was in a trance, and it was the fact that she was brought out of this trance that caused her to die. But, as Harry Price said, she was 17 stone. Uh, <laughs> Didn't help with heart disease. Yeah, in the 30s, by 50s, she'd not slowed down eating. Uh, she had poor mobility, and she had been suffering through poor health and heart troubles for the past 10 years before she died. So... Surprised yeah. eating all that cheesecloth. That can't be good for the uh, calories. Well, exactly. Egg whites as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Smashing them down. Uh, and paper mache. I don't know that that's supposed to be eaten, so... Yeah. Uh, Toilet paper. We don't eat that. That's not a thing. No. I mean, and as well with the cheesecloth, when they... Like, the LSA made us swallow that thing. Uh, like, it's got to come out of somewhere, hasn't it? So... Mm-hmm. How's she getting rid of that afterwards if it's been in there for a good couple of hours? It's like, oof. Aww. It's like it's like when your dogs at the fucking uh, what is it? Your 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 floss. You have Aww. to just pull it out. Uh, anyway, <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, I'm not going to imagine. Uh, yeah, seventeen stone woman bent over while her husband's pulling the cheese uh. out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're a vile individual. Indeed. Uh, on that bombshell, I think there's no better place to end it. But that was uh, the story of <laughs> Helen Duncan, who was the last person to be convicted of witchcraft in the UK. Uh, this has been the Mo Podcast with me, Consummation San, and me, Atreya. And I hope we will see you all later. <laughs> but have a good time. Bye. The Mo Podcast. The M.O. Podcast The M.O. Podcast The M.O. Podcast The M.O. Podcast